0: All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want to slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want to slice? Got to roll the dice. this why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look. Got married to this gang. That's who I made
1: my wife. Said i die alone. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's the uh, International Football Bros. You got Sam here with the Hatteras Bay Mad Goats, and you got Nate with the Stellenbosch Saints. Um, you can find me at KingSam underscore FF. Find Nate over here at Nate the Saint FF. How's it going, Nate?
0: Hey Sam, yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, been a decent week, and uh, I, I sort of trimmed the beard, trying to look for the fresh, uh, the fresh new kid on the block look. But uh, no, it's been all right. Hey, how yeah. you keeping?
1: You look fresh, man. I like it. It's, I'm a little, I, I got to shave tomorrow for work, so. Uh, I'll be right, just like you, next a uh, couple hours, so.
0: Nice, not good, man.
1: Hey, so what we've been doing, uh, we've been breaking down the skin positional rankings. We've gone through each conference. Um, for those of you that haven't been on, Matt, uh, he uh, buys this um, this rankings that he does every year. This is the second year running now. Uh, he used to do it, but he's outsourced it, and we really greatly appreciate it. And what we were able to do is we just kind of uh, taking what those guys do, the Rate My League guys, and just kind of breaking it down into the uh, the nuances That we see within our league, and we've been blessed to be able to have some guests on. So we have a guest on again today. I will go ahead and bring him in. So, the one, the only, the man that that bought the rate my league guys. We got Matt, Philadelphia Pickskins at MZKP54. What's up, Matt? How you doing? I'm back, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can't get enough of (laughs) him. Yeah.
1: So yeah, man, I was just explaining to everybody that hey, we've uh, really enjoyed just uh, what you uh, what you bring onto the league. This uh, rate my league guy stuff, um, you know. It, anytime anybody tries to talk about ratings, it's controversial. It's hard to to pin down anything. I think Greg coined the phrase last uh, last episode that hey, rankings in July don't mean shit. So, uh, but it's still fun to talk about. It's still fun to look at. And um, so, thank you for putting those on. Uh, how do you like those guys? You like what your the end product you're getting from them, or
2: yeah, I mean, I think that um, as long as you kind of go in knowing what it is, then it's it's enjoyable. I think that what I find interesting about it is they just have kind of their system that they pump it out, and then they kind of just like talk through teams in order. Um, they it seems like they disagree with more than they agree with when they're when yeah. they're talking through their own rankings. Um, but no, I mean, it's fun, and I feel like you know, they um, they do a pretty good job of like for what they can get out of a league is, as intricate as Roster Wars. But, you know, the one thing I do disagree with is that rankings in July do matter. And being the the offseason champ is is pretty much arguably better than being an actual champ.
1: I mean, you don't get money from it, but you get the I mean, crown to wear for a lot yeah, longer, Yeah, right? I mean, you know,
2: people talk about it for... It's just... It's really what everyone aspires to, is the prettiest team in July. So those, like, games happen... But you know, draft well, Gre- capital and rookie that's what it's all about.
1: <laughs> Greg was the one that coined that phrase, and uh, we got a viewer, we got Greg, and he says he likes Greg. So, uh, <laughs> we got Greg and Tyler in the house, so appreciate you boys for uh tuning in. Um, so yeah, man, and, and Nate, you got anything to add about the Rate My League guys and what we uh, what we see from them and what we get from them every year?
0: No, I think I think I think it's been a great series, and I think it's been a good addition to the league. From sort of the main league to the futures league, it's been something to talk about, to discuss, and uh, it's good that everyone sort of is is jumping on the bandwagon, whether it's through through the Pierre or whether it's sort of on the article itself. and uh, And it's sort of it's yeah, sort of food for thought for everyone. Sort of how they're setting up their teams, what they're looking at, what what they value, and and it's interpreting it the way you sort of want to. But no, I think it's been a, it's been a great addition. Um, maybe sort of polarizing in certain views, but uh, it's good to keep people thinking. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I'll go ahead and bring the slides in uh, that we're going to talk about. So, this is the, uh, like we talked about, the uh, International Football Bros. We're talking about the DD review of the Pickskins positional rankings. Um, as we've done with the past ones, the first couple slides, we're just going to go over like what, how they ranked everybody. Um, this is their dynasty rankings, and then we'll go over their, um, their redraft rankings. So, for dynasty, the way the rate my league guys had, they had Tom as the number one spot. Uh, a lot of chapter one guys with Nick, uh, the Dragons. The Africans, the Gattabouts, the Degenerates, Minnesota, and Slashers. Uh, Then the Nighthawks, Mayhem, Skego Muskies. And then the bottom guy, Sporting our pink, as part of league rules, is the uh, Silver Ballers. And he's uh, going to be rocking it this year. And we're going to get into it. Uh, He may be rocking it again next year. But those are their dynasty rankings. Do you guys see anything crazy about how they rank those guys for uh, dynasty?
2: Far away, Matt. Um, you know, i gotta I gotta dive into the teams a little bit, but I'm, you know, I'm sure that we'll get the you know okay. Andy will say this is crazy. Um, <laughs> everyone will everyone will think that their team's wrong. I mean, I think the only thing that really stands out is obviously Nick shouldn't be that high. Um, but <laughs> Other than that, you know, I mean, Dragons usually towards the top. Africans has put a good run together. Degenerates in the top half. I mean, you know, that's what he's been working for for ten years. It's just being a top half team. So, got to feel good about that. But no, yeah, we're gonna excited. talk
1: about Rob when he gets to uh, we get to his team. But I think he's been doing a lot of good moves this last uh, last off to help him at least stay out of that pink area. So, all right. So the next one is the uh, redraft rankings, and. Once again, they got some of the same people up at the top with Tom, Nick, John, uh, the Africans, the Eternals and Slashers move up. The gatabouts move down. The Nighthawks, the and the last three, I think, pretty much they the same, Mayhem, Muskies, and the Silver Ballers. Um, so this is just what they have, who they have. They think it's going to win the DD side for this year based off of their rankings or their, their charts and everything of what these rosters look like today, uh, which we know they're going to change and injury is going to happen and it's going to be wildly different. Yeah. All right, so what we normally do, the format we do, is we'll break it down. We'll go from last to first. So we got the Silver Ballers <clears throat> as last. So we'll break down his team and look at it and um, talk about like what his roster is, what his draft capital is, and what he's looking like. So the left-hand side is his roster. Um, you see there's um, he's not carrying a lot of, lot of players right now on his roster. He's only got, what's that, 38, 39? And then uh, he's got some good draft capital with one first and four seconds. Unfortunately, that first is not his own uh, because he is still predicted to be the last in the league for DD and the last in the uh, league for all of the main league for redraft purposes. And then the right-hand side up there is the the GOATs' uh, positional rankings and the projections. And you can see I got him finishing as the worst team in DD. And later on, we'll get to it over DD and TT. But he's uh he's definitely in that pink stink right uh race. So silver ballers. Um instantly, instantly what what jumps off of me is Mac Jones, Jimmy G's your quarterbacks, not the best. And then I I can't even tell you what starting running back is gonna go with. Is you know, A chain the rookie gonna be his best running back? Like there's some uh there's some problems here in my opinion. What do you uh mate? What do you what do you see when you look at this?
0: Yeah, I think those are the, the first sort of alarm bells. Look, I think um, uh, look the Super Suckers realise it's going to be a tough season. Uh, they've obviously taken the, the the flag of the pink and, uh, and they're thinking like hell and next year is going to be a tough year. But yeah, those are big, um, big alarm bells at, at quarterback and running back. Um, obviously, the draft capital, they've got one first, as you mentioned earlier, not their own. Um, so it should be, yeah, uh, it, it's quite... It's quite a difficult position here, I think, for them, and I think they don't have many um, elite pieces either to sort of trade with and play around with. Um, I'm just trying to have a quick look here what sort of uh, Warbucks they're sitting on, and they're sitting on 55, so not one of the richer uh, teams either in the DD. So I don't know. They, they, it's it's going to be it's going to be a slower rebuild than I think they hoped for, and it's going to take a while. It's going to take a couple of seasons. Um, Obviously, they've done pretty well. I think with Jordan Addison and Quinton Johnson, who who I like both those players. Um, I'm also sort of optimistic that George Pickens does sort of compete with Deontay Johnson, if not maybe even take over the the sort of leading role there in Pittsburgh. Um, they like to sort of pass it around uh, Zay Flowers as well. I think they, I think considering last year, I think they've done well to to sort of attack the wide receiver position. Um, but I think they're going to have to need to sort of move things around. They they really have to hope that Brandon Cooks is going to break out massively in Dallas and they can get something in return for him. Um, they're going to have to hope maybe Hayden Hurst has a career season in Carolina. But these are sort of real home run hits. Um, defensive wise, also not great at linebacker. T.J. Edwards is, is good, but but I think Tremaine Edmonds there as well. He's not gonna he's not gonna get elite amount of points, couple of players on on the taxi squad. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not too pretty. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough, slow rebuild. Um and he's just gonna have to do his homework on his on his second round picks in 2024 um and try and move things around and try and pick up firsts when he can, but there's not much to play around with. I don't know what uh is there much more that you
2: want to add there Matt. Uh, you obviously didn't hear that all of his rookie receivers are going to be instant studs, um, is, is apparently his belief about this team. Um, but no, I mean, I, th- I think you pretty much hit it. Um, I mean, this this team is my pink insurance policy. Um, so it's, uh, they, they make me feel better about a rebuild because, I mean, Jimmy G and Mac Jones, like, I think they are what they are at this point.
1: I will um, say Jimmy G just got the clean bill of
2: health earlier today, so He did. I mean, you know, as long as that lasts. And I think yeah. that um that Mac Jones is I, I think he is what he is, even though I'm sure Tyler's in the in the chat saying something crazy about him. Um but I think that Like, that running back situation is bleak. Um, And I feel like I saw a stat somewhere about rookie receivers. But, I mean, honestly, like, I think that all these receivers that he has can all have what is – would be considered a good season and, like, none of them be higher than, like, wide receiver 20 on the year. Um, And I feel like that's where we're going to land at, like, you can have promise and you can have, like, a good future here. But for this year – I don't see much. And also only having two linebackers. Um, like, I, I just think that this team isn't built to score points. I mean, it's it's built to, to maybe, like, have some pieces that hit in a couple of years. Um, I'm curious to see what he does with his contracts um, with so many rookies. Um, like, how much uh, – how many years is he going to commit to all of them? But, yeah, no, I mean, listen, Derek, keep on sucking so that those of us who want to rebuild don't have to worry about pink. So, i appreciate you at least just like <laughs> keep tearing this shit down like you know what the one thing i don't think you have enough packers you need some more packers on this team <laughs> um and some more cornerbacks and like listen like it's it's you got the right plan here so just keep like only do this yeah
1: yeah man i agree i think uh i think he invested Wisely, though, with wide receivers, because we know that if they hit, they're going to hit. Um, so he's got some assets that, if they do mature, are going to be good for him. But as far as this year, uh, like you said, uh, his team is the pink insurance. Um, anybody that wants to collapse for Caleb and try to go and get that number one pick, like you have the insulated value of Derek's team is most likely going to suck. So you don't have to – hopefully you can beat him out and not have to support the pink, but still – rebuild your roster and get that because if you're not first, you're last. So why not go ahead and try to try to get that draft capital and get those higher end players. So, but uh Derek, I'm sorry. We weren't nicer. It doesn't look good, buddy. Um I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one up. Number 11 it is Dan and the Muskies. And I must say the thing that glare glaringly stands out of me is this. He's got no first round, no second round picks next year. And no first round picks in the following year. And for being a team that is already like down in the rankings, uh, that you're just, it seems like it's a, uh, a hole he's got to dig himself out of. Um, but statistically, projection wise, he does look to fare better than uh, than the Silver Ballers. So there's that. But I still think the Musties have got a long ways to go. Like, look at the, the quarterback situation. Um, like, Sam Howell is your second best quarterback. And then, Jordan Love, like you're just putting a lot of promise in there. Uh, yeah, he's uh he's got some issues. He's got some things to work with. Um, Nate, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I, yeah, I sort of agree. I think I think it's not not pretty either. Um, but I do sort of I have sort of pinpointed a few players there that I think um, at least carry I, I would say carry value um, and carry sort of win now value. Um, breakout value, and and players that... Look, this team, let's not be around the bush without those sort of draft picks. This team is not going to win any titles uh, in the near future at all. But there are players there that could help other teams win. And I'm sort of talking about a Danny, Danny Jones. Obviously, he's only got one year left in his contract now. And it will be quite an interesting situation for uh, for the Muskies and seeing whether or not they try cash in on a player like Daniel Jones if he starts, if he gets running, sort of keep their two future sort of quarterbacks, Jordan Love, Sam Howell. Not that Dan Jones will, will have a shorter career. It's just he's only on a one-year contract with them. So they'll have to sort of think cleverly around sort of the, the contracts that they do have. I think they've got a few possible breakout candidates at running back. I think um, obviously sort of Alexander Mattison's opportunity here. I, th- I think Pacheco obviously broke out last year. Uh, whether or not he can sort of keep that up in, in a Chiefs team could be interesting, as well as Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson and Anthony, Antonio Gibson could have a bit of a wrestle there um, in Washington. So, look, I, I do think there are players here that, that will gain value through the season, assuming they sort of hit the ground running. Um, and I think the Muskies are just going to have to leverage that, and they're going to have to trade uh, to sort of improve this roster. Because, yeah, there's just a lot of mediocrity there. There's a lot of sort of bits and pieces. Um, it's a deep squad. So, look, having a deep squad when you are rebuilding helps for sort of breakout guys. But he's going to have to he's going to have to move things around. And yeah, that, that draft capital is worrying um, because I, I can't see much um elite value there even from some of the rookies that uh that were drafted if you sort of look at aiden o'connell mcbride uh what you've got xavier hutchinson AT perry marvin Mins is probably the best of, of the bunch there and and even that's not spectacular so i don't know i think it's going to be tough uh, yeah i can see this team being down there but this team is still considerably better than the super suckers so um so yeah, I, I think um, I think they might uh, welcome sort of eleventh, the but um, they're going to need to make moves uh, to sort of that draft capital issue.
2: Yeah, what uh, what are your thoughts, Matt? Um, I don't like this team at all. Um, I don't I don't know what Dan's doing. Um, I I talked last time I was on with you guys about kind of how I approach rebuilds, and I think that. When you look at the players that he's choosing to build around since he obviously doesn't have draft capital um they are like you yeah they have some upside to your point nate but like they are all so risky and they do not have insulated value whatsoever and as i go through his team like Daniel Jones, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, like, if any of them come out and shit the be- – like, I feel like Daniel Jones is the best of that bunch. I know you love him, Sam, but, like, I'm sure, as you know from from trade offers you've gotten for him, like, he's someone that – half half people out there just, like, they're haters. Oh, there's, there's no market, man. Like, there's you have no to be invested in Daniel Jones and
1: ride it, so.
2: Like, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, like, yeah, sure, they could all be good. But if they're not, like, the value just tanks. Yeah. Um. You look at his running backs. Like Algiers already gone. Um, yeah, we have Madison and Pacheco and Brian Robinson and Devin Singletary. All of them are like teetering on the edge because if they don't come out and produce, then the like I, I if if this was my team, I would try and sell. All four of them before the season started because if they get hurt if they come out and don't produce if anything goes wrong then you're not going to get the same kind of like aspirational value that they have right now and similar and and i think that like best case scenario like maybe madison comes out lights it up and you can get a first for him but like i think i'd rather just like take build up some draft capital because none of these guys are going to be worth anything in two years um and again looking at receive receivers i mean Taking a glance through, I guess Ayuk's probably the best of the time. the best of them here. And Ayuk's getting a ton Ayuk's of hype. Ayuk's worth at least two firsts. Ayuk's Ayuk's getting a ton of hype this off season. And I've i had people in other leagues tell me they want two firsts for Ayuk. And I mean listen, I'm I'm I, you know, i no no one loves likes a good hype hype train like I do. But I think that Ayuk's one of those guys who like he's getting all these off season blurbs, like everyone's talking about him like he's the shit, but like Is Ayuk ever going to be better than like wide receiver 15? Like, I I don't, I just don't see a world where he's ever going to like enter that next level of of producer or value. So, like, I would cash out on hype there. Tyler
1: asked if you would trade Sam Howell. I think you already addressed it. Say, yeah, you would trade Howell. I love, right?
2: Yeah, yep. I would trade Howell. I'd trade love. Um, Ayuk, if you can get anyone given two firsts, I mean, look at this like Dobbs, Hodgins, like all these receivers, like Juju, like. Just get out from all of them because yeah. if they don't produce, you're 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 stuck holding the bag here.
1: Well, so he Brad, do. Brad, and Tyler both mentioned that uh, that Dan went five and seven last year, and they like they Brad thinks his luck ran out. And uh, I went and looked. Dan won games. He won two games against the Silver Ballers, who was dead last that so we just ranked. So that's two. He went two against the Mayhem, who she's next in our, our rankings, and then he had one game against the Degenerates. And Rob is he'd had a lot of draft capital that he used this year. That kind of Pulled him up from uh, the bottom of the rankings, so yeah, you add those those teams up, it makes sense why he was able yeah. to squeak out five wins. Quite a favorable schedule, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, at, at a quick scroll, he also had the second worst all play in yep. all of all yep. of the main league. So, oh, he
1: didn't he didn't win those games by a large yeah. margin. It was like skin of his teeth. But yeah. I definitely thought he was going to be in the running for pink. I was one of the ones as well. And uh, I mean, he got five wins, and I was. Amazed. I don't think that's happening again this year.
2: No, I think he'll be in the running for pink more than he's in the running for four wins this year.
1: What what he does have him going with him, I think, is the uh silver ballers in his conference. I got to go back and look.
0: No, he's done He doesn't silver ballers. So he's only
1: got silver ballers once. So it's good to Mayhem.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, so we'll go to the next one, which is Carla and the Mayhem. um This is weird seeing Carla down this low usually, you know, you see her and she's got a roster built that's either contender or, it, or it's better than this. I don't necessarily uh, think it's horrible, but I do these last three for, uh, for Derek, for Dan, and for Carla. I had them ranked similarly is what the rate My League guys said. And, you know, she's got some good pieces. Uh, I think adding C.J. Stroud to her quarterback room is definitely going to benefit her with Fields and, and, and Russell. If Russell can come back and do something with Sean Payton, uh, I know – I own them in a couple leagues, and I'm hoping that that's the case. Uh, I liked her pick of Tank Bigsby. I think she made some very smart picks. I think she made some very smart uh, acquisitions, and um, I think some things go right. Uh, she can surprise and actually have a higher ranking than what she's got here. But um, what do you guys think about Carla's team?
2: Yeah, but Matt, you you far away first. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a world where this – I'm looking at the starting lineup and th- this could come out and, and not be in 10th. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if I see a playoff team here though. So I think that kind of similarly, you're, you're kind of at a, at a crossroads here. And um, Sam and I, we were talking a little bit before the show where, you know, um, pe- I, people always say like, wait for the season to sell. That's when you're going to get the best value. I'm, I'm of the opposite belief, like get ahead of it, like corner the market on rebuilds and um, like, the longer you wait, the more people are gonna say, this isn't my year and I want picks. And, and as I look at this team, I see players like Mixon, like um, Lockett, like Lazard. I mean, I, I see some players here who I'd probably be trying to cash in on and I would probably lean towards kicking off a rebuild sooner than later. Um, I think Justin Fields is another interesting one because I think everyone's forgotten just how bad he was at the beginning of last year. And I think that people are conflating fantasy value with nfl value and i think that um you know justin fields could be a really really good quarterback this year for fantasy he could even be the quarterback one but if he doesn't go out and win some games for the bears i'm I'm not sure how long his tenure is going to be so he's someone with i mean he's going to the first round of startups right now so if you want to like kick off a rebuild um like see what kind of value you can get there i think that there's some some pieces here that you could turn around and, and really be in a good shape moving forward
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I, I like, I like, um, I like Carla's sort of quarterback room there. Um, I'm obviously a little bit higher on, on Wilson. Um, Their consensus, I do, I do think he will sort of bounce back. this year. TJ Stroud, um, we'll get the opportunity in Houston. We'll all be sort of down to, um, yeah, sort of repeating pretty much what you guys said. I think, I think there's enough here to sort of look at. Uh, def- definitely not a sort of playoff team, Um and we'll need to sort of move things around, get trading, be aggressive. Um, There are quite a few sort of, I think, opportunities on the defensive side as well. From his injury last year, Um, Dexter Lawrence, for example. But I know know some of these guys also on sort of free contracts. So it'll be interesting to see sort of where Carla builds uh, two seconds next year um she should have sort of a head start on the two teams below her and her squad in my opinion is is definitely as much safer floor than the teams below her because of that sort of quarterback floor really in my opinion um but I think yeah she, she'll she'll need to sort of um look at that running back situation Javante Williams obviously uh, a, very, a, a very tough one to sort of grade at the moment but um could could be one that sort of holds value, keeps value, even retains uh, decent value. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm also I'm not I'm not terribly uh, excited about this team though. I think it's 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 closer to sort of the bottom two that we've just seen, and in the tier above it, um, she'll need to sort of hit uh, hit on a draft uh, draft capital and and try and make moves on on players with a bit of hype as well. But yeah. The, there's not much that that terribly excites me especially at wide receiver I can't I don't like any of those players really um but that's just my sort of uh, feeling uh, with regards to Carlos' situation at the moment
1: I think the uh, I think the big difference you see between this team Carlos' team and Dan's team which was the last one is kind of what you already addressed there Matt is that she has assets that has that value the ancillary value that she can move so like Justin Fields is, is an excellent one Russell Wilson Joe Mixon, like uh, Dan just didn't have those names. And she already has draft capital to build. And then you take the risk on, you know, what's CJ Stroud going to be? Is Rashad White going to take that job and run with it? Is Javante Williams really back from that ACL? Like, So she's got some some pieces here that has a bright future, but I agree. Um, And that's because I'm in the mindset that if, hey, if I'm not competing, then what's the point of me just being middle of the road? so if it was my roster, I definitely would be looking at selling, like, a mix-in, a lock-it, uh, those kind of type of players just to see what I can get, just to help me out for following years because she could surprise. Uh, but the surprise really is, like, you're hoping upon hopes that you get in as the number six, you know, but I don't – I still don't see it. So you're – this is a middle-of-the-road team, probably high percentage not making the playoffs. Um, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I mean, I, I think when you look at it, like how many pieces on here are going to be worth more a year from now? Like, it's, I think the IDP side's in pretty good shape. I think Stroud's in pretty good shape. I think there's some other guys who, I mean, Fields may have peaked a value, Mixon's a good sell. And again, she has that silver baller insurance. So he may as <laughs> well, like, if there's a year to do it. How's the year?
1: Unfortunately, Brad's got that silver baller's pick, and we'll get to him eventually. But uh, the next one is not Brad. The next one is Rob the Las Vegas degenerates. They had him ranked ninth. Uh, we know Rob is always being close to last uh, flipping, uh, flipping burritos at Chipotle and raking leaves in the middle of the night. But I, I really, I really like what he did this year, in this draft, man. Like he had a, a big need at quarterback and he went out and got a rich and Bryce young uh, to go with Kirk cousins, who is, you know, uh, a stellar uh, quarterback to some high end quarterback ones at some weeks and Gino, but uh, I just I think he's building this thing the right way. I think he's it's crazy to think about uh, with Rob, but I think it, his roster is in the right direction. Um, I got him ranked as eighth, so I got him ranked a little higher than what they had him ranked as. But I'm, my rankings also are very high on A-Rich, so that could be yeah. it. But what do you guys think? I mean, I think Kenneth Walker, I think, you know, uh, Miles Sanders, you know, I'm not a big Cam Akers guy, but I, I love uh, Devontae and I love Drake London. Like, I think he's got some good young pieces here that he's building in the right direction
0: yeah i think um as you said sam like sort of if you look sort of at it how how is draft sort of uh materialized. He had obviously 102, 103 and hit the quarterback say Rich and Bryce Young. And then sort of 210 went uh, went for Roshkin Johnson who who people are, are sort of hyping in the off season at the moment could be something. Tajo Spears is probably a good handcuff Jaden Hyatt. So I think um, as you say, Rob did well in the draft. And I think if you look at those running backs, there there's quite a it, it's quite deeper than than you realise. Um you've obviously got someone like Akers assuming delvin cookland somewhere um elijah mitchell as, as an absolute backup backup not really but miles sanders miles sanders should get a decent volume in carolina um and kenneth walker it will be interesting to see how uh, seattle tend to use uh, kenneth walker and sort of obviously zach charbonnet uh, going into this year uh, and what that sort of offense looks like because they have obviously um added quite quite the JSN on the offensive side as well, wide receiver. So it might be sort of held, held around a bit more timeshare. I don't think we'll see. I think we might see Kenneth Walker regress slightly, but we just know Seattle will, will ground and pound and, and, and there will be enough volume there. It's just whether or not um, there's enough solo volume for Kenneth Walker to be elite or whether it's going to be a timeshare. Um, wide receiver-wise as well, um, Drake London's a nice piece. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see sort of how Desmond Ritter sort of goes this year with the full sort of off-season as the starter, whether he sort of hits the ground running. Um, but that could also sort of go the other way because if Ritter doesn't really materialise, uh, then Jake, Jake, uh, Drake London could be a bit of a situation where maybe he is a trade option here where you do look to try and get something back for him. But um, yeah, I think wide receiver is probably where he's looking at upgrading where he can. Um, he's got the, the, the single first and 24. He's got the two first and 25. He's got the two seconds, uh, 24 as well. So yeah, I, I, actually, just...
1: I actually misspoke and Brad corrected me. Uh, Rob has got silver ballers first, the one, one, not him. Okay. So, so, I mean, okay. I look at his roster and these quarterbacks pan out. He probably doesn't need Caleb,
0: but like that is a, that is a
1: piece he can sell for a
0: buttload. So, yeah. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Come, come. The draft 2024. Uh, assuming, as you say, that that should be the 101. Um, he'll be fending off offers. I think they'll be inundated. Um, but look, I like this team. I think we suddenly sort of jumping into a different tier. And I think, I think the first three teams that we saw were in their own sort of bottom three tier. And this team is is considerably better. And I think it's just that sort of volume. at running back is strong enough to carry them. Um, they've got serviceable linebackers. N'Kobe Dean, we hope, sort of breaks out or we hope that we, we sort of expect him to break out of it this year. Uh, even Devin Lloyd has volume, Patrick Queen. Although it's in a contract year, we could well see Patrick Queen move on from Baltimore in the offseason and head somewhere else next year, um, which could be an interesting option. But I, I, I like this team. I think this team, as you say, is heading in the right direction. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts, Matt?
2: Yeah, um, you know, um, good for Rob. I'm glad he's he's finally uh, at the point where we're not talking about him like we we're talking about Derek's team. Um, I think that he's done a good job putting this offense together. I think that he has good depth at quarterback, um, good depth at running back. I think that he has a couple of solid um, receivers um and then some depth there with some some shots i worry a little bit about this idp side um to if, if he is thinking about trying to make the playoffs this year i think to your point there's a couple of, of decent pieces here um but i think that he's kind of taken the let's get this offense together approach um, smart, smart. Which, which is the way to do it um i do find it interesting to just like I'm not digging up like all the reports and everything, but I mean, I don't see very many zeros for contracts on the IDP side. So it seems like he didn't add too many IDP players. Um, so, you know, I think that if you're ready to kind of like round out a rebuild, I think that's when in RFA you attack um, IDP a little bit more. So maybe that's kind of, he's thinking of like pickups or trades or getting into that next year. Um, but that's where I would kind of be worried about if I was this team is one, I would try and upgrade tight end um to one of the top few and i'd be trying to get some some solid idp production because i think that that's that's the concern here but i mean you already talked about like he has four potentially startable quarterbacks um yep. four maybe five running backs um some solid receivers so listen kudos kudos rob like uh you, you finally got there man to to the off season eighth place. Um so <laughs> I know it's been a long journey but no I think I think that he's he's on the up and up. So Well
1: he's got uh, he's got the goat ranking of eighth place. He has the uh the Ray league guys of ninth. But it's let's, you know
2: let's let's not go crazy. So uh you're out of the double digits, Rob. We're all proud of you. And yeah. uh and and hopefully uh you know in, in the fall it actually turns into some production um the on Sundays.
1: So. so Tyler Tyler made a point. He said that if it was him and if it's looking like what we all think is look like and Derek's pick is going to be the 1-1, like you said, he's got four starting quarterbacks or startable quarterbacks. He'd look at selling them, and then um we'll get to it eventually. But there's a couple teams up on the top that quarterback is like a dire need. And uh, I think if if Rob were to do that and play his cards right, he could just help fault that, that rebuild and this roster mm-hmm. even further on quicker than what he normally would if he just stayed – that? Works at. Yeah, like right.
0: I think just quickly, I think, as you say, like if, if that's the situation, why not sell Kirk Cousins? Because the other thing I just did notice very briefly, and this is a very, very, very future problem. But you've got Waddle, you've got Devontae Smith, you've got Drake London, you've got Kenneth Walker and Kirk Cousins all on the same contract with four years. And again, these are way down the line issues, 4 years time issues. But it will come a day that you'll need to balance those books and be assuming that are all four studs or five studs in four years' time. But maybe that, that, that's something in the back of Rob's mind is, is moving around these guys in four-year contracts. Yeah, that's
1: a good point. Our next team up is going to be Burn. I know he was in the audience. He was watching. They had him ranked as number eight. Um, his roster's on the left. I hope Byrne's still watching because he can see that I had him ranked higher than what they had him as six. But I do think Burns got some issues with depth. Uh, it's hard to not look at this roster and just automatically think, like, "Man, that's sexy." Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, like that's that's gonna that's gonna keep him in some games no matter what every week. But um, outside of, some of the starters that I have listed over on the right, like I think he's got some depth issues. Uh, he's got a first in 24. He's got a first in 25. So he's he's there. Um, so my ranking of him has a as a fringe playoff team. I think he's probably in that six to. Six to eight range when I look at everything, and it's just going to be how the the cards fall for him. But um, what do you guys look when you look at and you see this? What do you think? Go ahead, Matt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're spot on. I mean, I think when you look at um, even just the snapshot of his starting lineup, the the color change from green to gray is 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 very early, and it's 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 a it's a big drop off there. Um, I think that this is a, a prime team that if I was in burn shoes, I'd be trying to tear down with uh, Najee and Adams. Um, either turn them into two players or turn them into a player and a pick that you can then flip for another player. I think that as soon as you have Allen and Hurts, you're like, you're in a window where, where you want to try and, and make some moves. Um, but I think that. Like, if this is what your week one lineup looks like, like once buys and injury start hitting, uh, you're going to be throwing some some pretty weak players out there. So I think that that's I, I think you're spot on. That's going to be the thing that holds holds burn back right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Echoing what you just said, Matt, I think, um, yeah, there, there, there are two ways of flying. This it's, it's one it's either deciding this is your window with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. And going all in and trying to move things around somehow somewhere uh, as you say maybe maybe splitting the depth of Devontae devante adams and Najee harris and trying to speculate and sort of maybe breakout players all uh, the other option is flipping one of them flipping a Hertz, flipping a josh allen um and then trying to to create more depth then but that's sort of taking a step or two back to sort of rebuild as opposed to sort of taking the opportunity with both of them Uh, in the team at the moment so look yeah it's it's going to be i think any team this year in the dd going up against burn on week to week basis is going to be watching those two quarterbacks and making sure they don't put down 50 burgers but um apart from that i think uh, if you have a well-rounded team you should be competing well against uh, against this team but um lots of players on the idp side that yeah, it could also add value. I think obviously Fred Warner, Pete Werner, Quay Walker. I like the linebackers. This team, if this team adds one or two off- offensive pieces, there and sorts out that depth. It could, it could be, it could be a team that one gets to the playoffs and two has weeks in the playoffs that does well because it's got such home run hitters. But it's it is going to be. It's going to if it stays like this, it's going nowhere. But um, yeah. it needs to sort out that depth on the offensive side. No,
1: I, mean, I I couldn't agree more with both of what you guys t- said. That, uh, like, I like Nico Collins, I like KG Osborne, but, like, you're betting on spike weeks from them when you put them in your, your roster. So Allen and Hertz, they definitely can carry that load, but it's it's going to be dependent on, you know, what weeks happen and what weeks don't happen for you. So I couldn't agree more that if I'm burned, I'm, I think I'm in this window. I'm looking at selling that 24 first, 25 first, and trying to add more offensive pieces because that IDP is good enough to go. Uh and then if I think that I can't, then I it's easiest easy flip Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, and because Allen, Hurts are young enough that you don't have to. This doesn't have to be your window. You can still you know play for two years down the road. But he, he's got some assets to go either way. And I think uh, I think I'd kind of let the cu- first couple weeks play out and see what I want to do, and then put cards on the table and just choose a path and go with it. But uh, next one up is the Whiskey Creek Gadabouts. So they had Brad as uh, redraft ranking number seven. Um, I actually had Brad a little lower uh, in the rankings for the goat the goat projections. Uh, Brad's got Patrick Mahomes, which is always sexy. Matthew Stafford um, and Jared Goff leading his team, so he's got some good depth there at quarterback. Where I hit him at was running back. Uh, I'm looking at that running back outside of Bijan. Like I like Montgomery. I like what Jared McKinnon can do in a PPR league, but it's it's. Uh, they're both like and, and Rashad Penny if you can stay healthy, but there's a big ifs there running back outside of Bijan, Bichon, and Bijan's a rookie. Uh, I do like a lot of his wide receivers he's got going on. Uh, J Mo kind of hurts him a little bit just because he's got that suspension, uh, even though he's a good asset to have. Justin Ross is getting a lot of good pub right now, uh, but you know, you have T, you have Traylon, Traylon Burks, um, and Gabriel Davis. Like, I think he's got some good pieces, um, but I just overall for the Weekly lineup projections. I had are a little lower than what they have that.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think the the, the D hop uh, move to to the Titans uh, would have grated a little bit on Brad uh, with with Burks, but um, I think everyone's still pretty high on Burks, and I think Burks will be will be a success in Tennessee um, when they sort out of, obviously who's who's going under center. Um, yeah, great quarterback uh, situation there. Uh, might be worth looking at getting out of that Stafford contract um, if you can. Obviously, we know Brad's a alliance man, so I'm sure he'll be loyal with Stafford to the end. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sort of uh, floats the idea of, of sort of moving Stafford. Um, running back, as you say, Bijan. Who knows what could happen in Philly? Look, they've obviously taken on DeAndre Swift. Um, they've got Rashad Penny there. They've got Kent Gainwell any one of those three could could end up being the the sort of leading guy but um yeah it, it looks like deandre swift has got the job out at the, the front um but yeah i think it's going to be this team has got this team has got pieces now i think as you said the JMO suspension is a bit annoying because if JMO was firing on all cylinders uh, you got a situation where you got jamo jsn um t higgins gabe davis and trailing burke so you've got enough there um he needs his love. he needs his idp to to make sure that they're firing um but yeah the the one area that that you've pointed out he needs a bit of help with is it that running back depth and and adding someone else to Bijan because that that bye week of bijons could be interesting to see whether or not monty is gonna do anything in detroit as well um what are your what are your thoughts matt
2: yeah i mean i think that uh you know mahomes Bijan solid noticing you have mahomes qb5 that's, that's bold, Sam. Um, I, do, I do, yeah. But um, I feel like the theme of this team is I like that player, but dot, dot, dot. I feel like that's all I heard as y'all were going through it is like, oh, Burks, yeah, but Pittman. Oh, JSN, JMO, Penny. Like, I feel like there's a lot of teams, who, a lot of players here who, like, you know, I like them but there's that like one thing hanging over them that that i think one makes them a little briskier of, a, of an asset for the year and two is the exact thing that people are going to say when you try and trade that player to them where it's like yeah. if you try and trade them any of these players they're only going to focus on that butt part of it and then try and drive the value down so i think that uh, he Brad's a little bit stuck with what he's, he has right now because i think that that's kind of like the part of the off season where the market on players is kind of either the hype or the risk and so i think that um you know i think montgomery has a shot to get a shitload of touchdowns this year i think that penny um he he could be solid in, in philly because they don't really pass the ball to the running backs at all um t higgins uh you know i think that he has some some really solid players but i think they also each have some of their question marks so um i'm curious to see how brad does
1: I mean, they got him ranked as one of the teams that is a fringe playoff team, and I, I think it's fair. I think it's kind of where he's at. I think if the cards fall right, uh, you can see this team squeaking in the playoffs, and then once you get in the playoffs, like as long as you get that ticket to the dance, like you're there. You you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think he's got. I think he's got a good roster. I just think that it it
0: doesn't compete with some
1: of the other ones that um, are upcoming. And to be honest with you, I like the last one it's just a little bit better with uh, with Burns. So.
0: Yeah, look, I think I think he's also in one of one of or probably the easier uh chapter in terms of the DD. He's obviously going to be playing the super suckers twice. Um he's gonna be up against sort of Burnside, who we obviously touch base on now, has home run hitters, but the depth there is is pretty questionable. So if if Brad can turn those four results straight into four wins, you you are in a situation where all you need is sort of two, three more victories and you can see yourself in the playoffs. So I do think there's a chance there. We, we'll obviously get on to Ian's uh, Africans uh, shortly and, and, and sort of review that side but but I think um, Brad is in a chapter here that that, that could help him um, give himself a ticket, punch a ticket into the playoffs and then, as you say, once you're there anything can happen on the weekend. So um, I think Brad will be aware of that and I think he'll be trying to take advantage of that where he can um, but yeah, it's, it's going to need a bit of tinkering with
1: All right, next, next one we got up, so this is what they projected as their top six that would make the playoffs is the Haddonville Slashers. And I was actually quite surprised when I saw this. Well, I don't know surprise is the right word, but I, I, it, it made me feel good because when uh, Bob swapped over with uh, Sty, Stye took over an absolute menace of a roster that he's trying to uh, try to rebuild and trying to get on the right path. And when I see this roster, I'm like, oh, man, Stye, Stye had a good team that he was building. And I think this is this is a this is the first team we're getting to in chapter one. So I think we're going to see that chapter one is just stacked with murders row. And I think Stye probably looked at it like, "Hey man, I want to try something new. I want to, you know." And Stye is that social butterfly that he likes to just have the experiences with everybody. So it fit with it fit with his social atmosphere. It fit with uh, maybe he just got sick of getting beat up in chapter one. But this 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 team that that Bob inherited. Is a lot better than the one that um, he was going to inherit from Marks over in the TT. So I, I think it's got some promise. Um, I had it ranked relatively close to what they had it ranked. I had it ranked the seventh. But uh, he's got, you know, Dak Prescott, like that right there, you're good. Quarterback situation is good. And then he went and he got Will Levis to go with Ryan Tannehill, so he got the security. So I think quarterback situation is, is definitely uh, on the up and up. It's not the best, but it's still good. Uh, running backs, he's got he got some pieces. Um, Reese Hall, you know, he's got the whole Jets. Like it seemed like uh, this team, or whether it was Bob or it was Stid, they just like to get all the handcuffs at every position. But uh, this is a team that is going to fall victim to playing six games against three competitors that are just brutal. And that's going to dictate – I think it's going to make him fall out of the playoff race Uh, because playing against Andy, playing against uh, Nick, even though Nick sucks, playing against John, like it's – that's brutal. Um, But when you look at his roster, what do you guys think?
0: Yeah, go ahead, Max.
2: Yeah, no, I mean I think that there's a lot of – it's interesting because it's like a balance of – um, solid young pieces and, and some players who are kind of on their last their last uh their last leg. So I mean I think it's a team that looks like it's put together to try and compete. Um I agree. I think that their their biggest uh, issue is probably just gonna be like are they are they quite there yet? And I think that like, you know, how's Brees going to come back from injury? Um what's gonna be the deal with like how's Connor gonna um handling like a god-awful team um is Darren Waller gonna stay healthy Uh, I mean I think if 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 everything clicks for this team there's there's some potential there Um, I'm just not sure if it's it's quite there yet and if it's not quite there yet um then how quick are you to get out of players like James Conner, Gerald Everett um some of these other players who probably aren't going to retain too much value moving forward so I think it's uh I think it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how um, early in the season um, Bob decides like which way he wants to go with this. Um, and, um, you know, I think this is one of those teams that like, let's wait out a few weeks. Let's see. Let's see. After four weeks, uh, if you're sitting at two and two, you got a decision to make. Um, maybe you're sitting at three and one or one and three, and, and the decisions kind of made for you. So sure. I think it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see which way it goes.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Like I, I was also sort of thinking, it's going to be interesting to see how long until he, until he sort of maybe pulls the plug. Because, as you say, it, it, it's a serious death row sort of uh, uh, chapter. Then chapter one, and I think because you're going up against you know, such seasoned campaigners in chapter one with, uh, with sort of John, um, Andy, and obviously um, Nick, he, he his windows is. is the room for error is a lot smaller. And I think based off that, he's going to need to play this quite cleverly. And he's already got some very good draft capital, having sort of a first and three seconds and then two first the following year. Um, I think he's going to need to flip players like Tannehill. Hopefully Tannehill under centre with Dehop suddenly goes absolutely berserk in the first three, four weeks, which is unlikely, but it's not impossible. So players like your Tannehill, your James Connors, Maybe even your Tony Pollard, who came off a great season last year, he's going to need to sort of cash his in for draft cap slash possible sort of rebuild pieces. Um, yeah, any other chapter, I think he thinks this is his window. Um, but being in this chapter, I think he, he'll have to tread carefully and make sure that he's leveraging... Uh, some of his experienced veterans and uh and trying to get good value out of him because uh the other worrying point is sort of that IDP side I'm not I'm not a fan of of the players that he has there and the depth um even at linebacker I think I don't think his IDP team side is 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 nearly good enough to to compete for a playoff position uh, let alone sort of uh, going all in, which I'm sure Bob will be very aware of as well. Um so, so yeah, I, th- I think he'll just sort of retool at, at a stage uh, during the season. But yeah, competitive enough to 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 be good outside of his chapter. Yep,
1: I, I think if you put him in chapter three, he may get a little more wins based off of his his uh, different uh, games he's going to play. But yeah, I think chapter one it's going to be brutal. And I think Bob's probably going to look at this and decide what he's going to do if he's going to sell some of these assets or if he's going to try to push in because. Like we talked about, he's got the draft assets to be able to do either. But a um, little bit of young, a little bit of old. Uh, I think this is fairly a middle-of-the-road team. So, Next one they had in their rankings was uh, – they had his fifth was uh, Andy as the Minnesota Eternals. I actually had Andy ranked as number four, uh, which is still not high enough for him, I guarantee it. But uh, looking at what he's got going on, uh, he's one of these teams that I think can be dangerous. He's got a lot of uh, high-name assets, you know, Herbert, Eckler, just, well, Eckler's, you know, I don't know if you saw that tweet yesterday. Eckler held a, uh, a Zoom call with a bunch of other running backs, so uh, as an Eckler owner in another league, it, you know, I hope he doesn't try to do anything silly and, and hold out. Uh, I understand the business side of the NFL and what they're doing, but as the NFL fan and fantasy fan, like I want to see him play, so but, yeah, so Eckler, top running back, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, Nick Chubb. Like, he's got Derrick Henry. Like, he's got uh, – man, he's got some bangers, bangers at running back. Um, and then Justin Jefferson is not, you know, not shabby. Uh, even though his depth is not the best, I mean, Justin Jefferson can make up for a lot. I uh, I like this team. Uh, I, like I said, I think he, I, had him, I had him fared a little better than what they had him as, uh, and I had him as a playoff team. So what do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I think um, it'll be it'll be an interesting season for Andy. Look, he obviously won, won it all two years ago or two seasons ago um, for a very good reason. But it still seems quite quite a similar team to a team that won, won the title two years ago. I think there are quite a lot of older pieces there still uh, sort of really Andy's hanging on here. And um, Andy needs to realise if, if he wants to go back and win it all again, he's going to have to. Make some moves here that that will that could massively jeopardize his future. So I think he needs to. Uh, I, I think I think he's in a situation now where where I'm sure he's having sleepless nights, deciding does he go all in here um, and really go for another title, try win it all, try upgrade, maybe add another quality quarterback uh, to just go get Kirk Cousins, go get uh, who we sort of spoke about earlier, like just just add a bit more. Quality there at quarterback. The running backs will look after themselves, assuming they don't hold out. Uh, the wide receivers, as you say, just add maybe one extra piece there. This team, this team is two two offensive players away from from being a contender. Um, and I'm not saying they're not a contender right now. It's just we we do have other teams to get to. Um, but this team has home run hitters and and just as that, that that three four running back head of Eckler Henry Chubb. Um, assume James Cook sort of breaks out a bit but those three running backs Justin Jefferson, uh, Justin Herbert that offense is scoring big points week in, week out um, but the age thing is a bit of a concern for me because this team is one year away from being in in, in not a great position um, so they're either going to need to add win our pieces and hopefully go all in or, or they're going to have to think about maybe consolidating that I, I think they're sort of two minds um i don't know what are
2: your thoughts that. yeah i mean no one can like this team as much as andy does um and i'm sure we're all idiots for questioning his greatness um but yeah i mean i think my first goal if i had this team would be to add a receiver um i think that you know i feel like andy was talking the deandre hopkins um thread the other day he was talking about like what he should be worth in a trade and it's just some of that's just crazy to me but um i think that you know i worry about the volume that hopkins is gonna get i worry about the volume that dj moore is gonna get um i think that volume is what translates to fantasy points here i think that chubb eckler henry really solid top three running backs Um, I think they're in a similar position where they're going to be really good this year and no one's going to trade much for them because they're all at the the, kind of edge of the road. So I think that he's in a position where I mean, I'd be pushing the chips all in. Um, I think that his IDP is solid. He has several really good linebackers. He has several really good defensive ends, um, some good safeties. So I think that if it was me, I'd be trying to add like a really high floor. Receiver um, and maybe upgrade um, car if you can, but I'd, I'd be prioritizing receiver over over anything because Justin Jefferson can can carry a lot. But I think that as good as Hopkins and DJ Moore can be, um, I just worry about how much like if they're either gonna if either of them are gonna get the ball thrown their way enough for them to kind of uh, get the the greatness that Andy obviously values them at. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with this one. I think there's some really good pieces. I think that pretty high floor. Um, but I think that if he doesn't make some moves, um, he's going to he's gonna run into some issues very soon.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned the um, – I'll go ahead and pull up what Tyler said. Tyler said going would get 130-plus targets. I'm glad you mentioned the target share there in Tennessee because uh, I actually had this I was going to pull up. So if you look at it, at the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans, the last time a receiver got over 120 targets, I mean, tight end did it, you know, uh, with Delaney Walker, but last time a receiver did it was Kendall Wright almost 10 years ago, or it was 10 years ago, 2013. So when we first did the – when I first did the Mad Goat projections, uh, Nuke didn't have a team, so I didn't really know how to fare him out. Obviously, you see that I fared him out as a wide receiver. at 21 or whatever it was? so I, I haven't predicted based off of his career catch percentage, career yard per catch, and based off of what that offense has kind of showed what they're going to do is him getting 115 targets, 85 uh, receptions for 1,000, 1,122 yards. So right as a like a, a middle of the road, uh, middle of the pack wide receiver, two, so I think Hopkins can do uh, can be good, but I couldn't agree more that I think this uh, this team is missing one more wide receiver piece. Uh, I'm very high on Amari Cooper this year. Like he'd be a great uh, trade target, um, but as as old Johnny English said, that uh, this team is nearing the cliff where, and uh, it needs to add an asset here on offense if it wants to continue to compete. I think it's there. I just think that it's uh, he's got to get that additional asset just to help put him over the uh, over the edge a little bit.
2: Well, and, and I think the other thing that's about unique about this team. Just to to your point about Hopkins, I think the only way that Hopkins gets that target volume that Tyler's, like, dreaming of, um, that hurts Henry. Like, I don't see Henry getting the same volume that he gets and Hopkins getting that volume. So the fact that he has both, I just don't see a world where they're both getting the kind of volume that makes them really valuable pieces.
1: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't see him getting over 120 just because that's what Tennessee has shown us. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good I think Hopkins being there is good for Burks. It's good for Henry. I think it's a good all around move. Mm-hmm. And I think Hopkins, like he makes a quarterback better. Like you see some of the catches he did with Kylo last year. Like he, he's gonna he's gonna eat. I just he's not gonna be that that wide receiver that, you know, is getting top level targets every year like they used for to For
2: everyone play. but the Eternals. All
1: right, next one up is the Atlanta Africans. So they had him slightly above Andy, and I actually had these two flop. I had had the Africans as fifth vice uh, fourth, and I had Andy above them. So uh, I look at the Africans roster, and this is the one I am talking about. This is the one I'm talking about that if I am uh, was it, Rob, that owns all those damn quarterbacks, I am knocking on these three 2024 first – like I'm knocking on that door because who does he have at quarterback? Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. That's it. He is ranked as fourth in their rankings. He's ranked as fifth in my rankings, and he has one quarterback room, and that's it. I think this is a huge issue that he needs to address. And I would if I'm Rob, or you know, I'm 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 if I'm Ian, I'm like this is this is where I'm going. This is the perfect marriage to to fix this. But look at this roster outside of that, man. Dobbins, Gibbs, like. He's, he's got like, for days he's got a great team. Kamara, DeAndre Swift, like it's it's ready to go. Minus that quarterback room, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think I think it would. It looks like it's been a tough offseason for you then. Um And the reason why I just say that is, as you say, I think that quarterback room is 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 worrying. Uh, what happens if Sam Donald ends up starting in in, in San Francisco for the first five weeks? Like it's it, yeah, it's it, it's really worrying uh, that 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 quarterback room um, because yeah, he uh, Ian could be in a situation where he doesn't have a starting quarterback for the first three four weeks. We don't know. He'll, we'll cross that bridge in a couple of weeks' time. Um, then at running back, I think in the offseason he would have been sitting there smiling, uh, smiling away. But with Kamara's situation, yes, I know they've sort of settled, but. We could well see a sort of five six game ban we could see a two game ban we're not sure yet so big question marks there deandre swift obviously a new man in town in 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 philly and look as exciting as it is for everyone i think everyone or i don't know maybe i'm I'm not consensus but i i think I, i i'm not convinced philly is a better position to be for deandre swift i think yes it's it's sort of it's a good offensive line um, and it's a great team. But J- Jalen Hurts is the one that's going to be carrying sort of the Red Bull, st- the sort of red zone stuff on top of obviously your Rashad Pennies and your sort of battering rams. I think they'll sort of give Swift a bit of volume, but I just I think it was a step back for someone like Swift. Um, then at wide receiver, Cups coming off an injury. I love Scary Terry to bits. I've got him on my team, but, but the quarterback in Washington, Sam Howell, who knows? Um, I'm a bit worried here for Ian. Um, I, I don't think his team is as sexy as um, some say. Look, there are pieces there, but I, th- I think I think he's even. I think he's in a little bit of a battle with with someone like Brad, or who knows, even someone like Byrne in that chapter. He's obviously very lucky. He's in that chapter too at the moment, but I just can't look. I'll take Ian's historic record, and that that that's enough proof that he knows what he's doing but I just to me there are a lot of question marks around this team and I know I know at wide receiver you got Cup you got Metcalf you got McLaren and Godwin and that should carry you but that, that quarterback room and and even the running backs there are too many question marks there for this team to think they I don't think they're a contender basically I think they're a playoff team yes but I, I just can't see this team winning it unless they sort of quarterback what are your thoughts Matt
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that you're spot on. I mean, you can't feel good going into the season with this quarterback room. Um, I think that Cup, I think, has as good a shot as anyone of being one of the top three, four receivers this year. Um, But he's also kind of older to the point that it it deflates his his trade value. I see some IDP pieces that I like. I think that he's probably going to win his chapter because he's in chapter two um i think that this looks like a team to me right now that's kind of primed for not going too deep in the playoffs i mean you're looking really good at tight end um have a couple of like solid wide receiver twos after after cup um you know i just i I just don't really see the ceiling there for this team um and i saw i think tyler said like blow it up and go for 101 like again the problem is you can't be as bad as those bad teams so it's like what blow it up and go for like 105 like so i think that that um ian's probably like similar to another team i don't remember who it was um but like i feel like he's kind of stuck with this roster at this point where like you can add some more draft capital you can add um, you can move some players for younger players, but I feel like this is a team that's probably going to end up picking somewhere between 104 and 109. Um, and uh, he has three firsts, So he's rooting against those other guys. And um, you know, there, there's some solid pieces here and then Ian's had a hell of a run. So like, it's hard to, hard to hate too much on, on what he's done with this team. But I think that he, uh, you know, I, I, I don't look at this team and get too excited about uh, what, what the record's going to be, be this year, other than like, Winning against shitty teams and in, uh, in Chapter Two.
1: So Brad said it. Brad said that he's probably not trading those uh, three firsts, and you know we're not part of the D.D. So we don't know that trade atmosphere that they got going on there. But the other thing that that Matt that you even said is Chapter Two, like, and I think uh, John said it too. It's like he's winning. Ninety percent he's winning Chapter Two, so he's getting into he's getting the playoffs. I think he's got pieces that uh, you know. So he's a playoff team. He's got pieces that he can he can work with here with, look at those receivers, Cup, Godwin, uh, Cortland Sutton, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, like those are, you know, Alvin Kamara. So he's, he's got a roster that if he gets to the playoffs, which he's likely to do, can do some damage. But I think that quarterback room is definitely, definitely going to hold him back a little bit.
2: And, and Sam, before I forget, I saw you asking on the forum about where, where the show can go from here. And, you know, yeah. just listening to you talk about this team and Rob's team, I feel like you have a fantasy ma- uh, trade matchmaker uh, show on your hands, just telling people how to run their teams, telling them what they should be doing. You got nobody
1: nobody wants to hear that, though. <laughs> I appreciate that, though. <laughs> the uh, So we're getting into the last three teams here. Um, they had the Africans built pretty high next three teams we all know who it's going to be it's going to be the africans it's going to be the tyrants and it's going to be the uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna bury the lead the africans they had number three i'm sorry not the africans the dragons they had number three i know that uh johnny english is in the chat so buddy i got you winning the whole damn thing i got you as number one out of the dd um they had you ranked as number three i don't see why they see it um I, we'll get to we'll get to the tyrants. We'll get to Tom. I don't know if Tom's viewing or not. He'll maybe view later. But I think you have the the best team in DD right now, the way it's built. Um, I do think you have some. Uh, you have two good quarterbacks with Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. And then I'm a Clayton Tune owner, so I'm uh <laughs> I'm hoping that Clayton Tune actually uh plays and he's the guy there as well. But you got some uh, issues there addressed there with depth, you know, for bye weeks or injuries. But I think this roster like just. Look at everybody else. You know, Josh Jacobs, you know, assuming he doesn't hold out. Um, Stephon Diggs, you know, Kelsey, Conklin, Seedy, Garrett Wilson, Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy. Like, these are – he's got pieces. He's got good depth at wide receiver. Um, I like this team a lot.
0: Yeah. I, the, strong at receiver, stronger tight end or oh, when I say stronger end, it's obviously Kelsey there. We, I think, um, Concord took a little bit of a hit with the help in town, but, um, but yeah, Kelsey's, uh, an Uber player, uh, great receivers, um, running back, as you say, a, a little bit, a little bit shallow, especially with all this flirting around sort of sitting out. I think if Josh Jacobs does absolute worst case scenario sit out,
1: but he's got Samir White, so he's got the he's got the handcuff. Yeah, he's got the handcuff,
0: exactly. And I love Zeus more than anything. I think yeah. Samir White was an absolute bulldozer, at Georgia, and uh, oh, it was was yeah, Georgia or was he at Alabama. I think it was one of one of the big boys. But I think um, as, as well, and, and as you say, if Jamal Williams uh, could could Wells um, take hold of some of those red zone uh, touches as well in New Orleans. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this team is is the first sort of serious team, and I do think they're a tier above what we've seen so far. Um, the, the IDP side there is, is just ticking so many boxes. I think Brad just said, like you got Jeffrey Simmons. The, those three DTs are are putting up big points. The, the defensive inside, like you got Nick Bosa putting up big points. I think, um, yeah, that that IDP is going to carry this team, and then the offense is just going to be that cherry on top because there's enough depth there uh they're going to be very close uh you put them as the winner um let's see what the other two teams still have in store but they're going to be they're going to be up there they're going to be sniffing around the championship game what are your thoughts Matt
2: yeah I mean this is a damn good team um I think I don't know how y'all keep letting them do this um I I don't get it um if I, I mean, I think, and like the IVP is really strong too. I think if I, if I had to find a concern with this team, um, I think that what I'd probably say is that your, your green uh, cell filling of Tyler Conklin is a little bit misleading. Well, um, I know it's because he's top 12, but Aaron, Aaron
1: Rodgers, baby. Like, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, but that number next to him is 167 points on the yeah. year, and so I think Tyler, that um, a big fall off, <laughs> yeah. So, I, and and then when I'm looking through ju- like the depth on um over here, I mean, like Antonio Gibson, you know, he's having his annual hype train. Um, I'm, I'm, this, I'm not this is the year, Matt, lean into listen- it. Listen, this is the year. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, I'll obviously be happy. But outside of the starters, I think that there's some maybes here. Um, I think that Deshaun Watson um, looked real bad last year. And, um, you know, who knows how he's going to come out and play in Cleveland. Um, so I think that... He has a real real good starting lineup right there but i think like right after you get past marquise brown like once we get to injuries buys I, I don't see too much depth here that like is is you're feeling too good about starting i mean i think the fortunate thing is like no one does after you're getting like 11 starters deep on offense so like Yes, I'm like trying to pick holes in what's obviously a real damn good team. But yeah, I mean these these defensive tackles are great. He has really good uh, defensive ends, some solid linebackers. So I think I think you know John's gonna he's gonna be there at the end. He's gonna be one of those teams when we're doing our playoff previews that he's gonna be compared to you know the Commanders. that's just like a dominating team in the league <laughs> with that are just like no one knows how they keep doing it. You're in a no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean he'll be there at the end. So it just really depends um, how his question marks play out and if his team stays healthy
0: if um if I was jumping on that bandwagon proposal that you just suggested Matt about um sort of uh trade matchmaking I I would have a sneaky suspicion if I was uh, the mighty uh, Johnny English here to speak to burn and see if uh, someone like a Hertz might be a Hertz and, a, and an RG Harris might be tradable and you've got your first. here's maybe a Deshaun Watson here's maybe an Antonio Gibson and maybe a bit of wide receiver depth um, because yeah, you 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 had some big hitters there, as you said, the QB, the questions around Watson, um, and the and the RB depth. But uh, I think everywhere else, this team uh, this team looks good and looks set for the big time.
2: I traded I traded in another league Watson a first and something else for hurt. So it can be done. Um, yeah. So if if I think I think that's that's a great example of you know take some of those question marks out of this team and, and just really like lock it in for another deep run.
1: Yeah. To be fair, I'm I'm pretty high on Watson. I'm pretty high on Gibson, so that kind of reflects in my rankings. But I think uh, I think this is a, a good team that is obviously going to be there at the end, like you guys said. So next up is uh, the number two team, the Town Tyrants. I had him as number three because obviously, like we just talked about, I had Johnny English uh, going above the last two teams. Uh, you listen to the Rate My League guys, and they talk about uh, this team and. I think they get, like, enamored by the running backs. You got Saquon, you got uh, CMC, you got Jonathan Taylor. Like, that's damn sexy, right? And then ETN. And I went ahead and put Gordon on his roster that he just picked up the other day because I think it's funny. Because outside of those three guys, um, you look at wide receiver, he's got Jamar Chase uh, and Debo. But, I mean, I've never been one that really counted again – you know, that can count on Mike Williams because of all his injuries. But that – this team has, in my opinion, it lacks the depth. It lacks the ability to be there at the end. And I'll, I'll show you here what I'm talking about. Is um, So on the offensive side, we start 10 players. So two quarterbacks is ideal, what you want to do. And his quarterback situation, he's got Aaron Rodgers. And we all know how I feel about Kyler. I, we, I don't know if we know if Kyler's going to play or not. If Kyler doesn't play, then his next best quarterback is going to be Baker Mayfield, who may or may not even have the job. It may go to... Kyle Trask. I mean, Tampa Bay's issue is, it's well, not, they don't know what they're doing. But look at all the other quarterbacks he's got with Winston, Zach Wilson, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Marcus Merritt. He's just got a bunch of backups he's hoping for an injury. Um, but outside of that, this is what he's got going on. He's got CMC, who played a full season last year, but had two years previous that where he only played eight and 12 games. Barkley played a full season and then had three three years where he missed games. And then we know Barkley's got an issue right now with his uh, his contract stuff. JT missed games. Like, you, you see everybody that's in, his, in these top six that I have is his top ten um, outside of quarterbacks, they just missed lots of games. Like, for everything to fall right for Nick, he, you know, like he needs no season injuries. He knows, needs no holdouts. He needs everybody to stay healthy. Um, I I like the starting lineup. I think I understand where they're coming off, but I think there's some obvious holes here, and I think he's going to be in some trouble.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. I, I mean, I appreciate the amount of extra time you put in to hate on Nick's roster. Like, <laughs> who, <laughs> props to you. Um, I do just just a question for you, just looking at the the screenshot that I see here. Um, I noticed that Kittle and Debo didn't make the, the starting lineup here. Are you projecting lower numbers because of injuries for them? I am, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, project, projecting injuries is tough. Um, I yeah. think that – I'm doing
1: it based off of, like, what I just showed the last slide, that there's mm-hmm. a
2: history of it. I, I don't
1: want to project injuries, but at the same time, like, I, I'm not projecting injuries. I'm going off of what they've showed so far in the league. Mm-hmm. And so far in the league, they haven't had a full season to be able to accumulate the amount of stats, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that, yeah, he, he has some really solid – um, running backs and Jamar Chase on this team. Um, this is that's that's what the the core of this team is. Um, I think that you know Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag, um, so he has that going <laughs> for him. Um, so good for him. <laughs> um, I think that. You know, Njoku, I see him getting, like, all this love this offseason, but he's someone else who's just, like, never done anything. Um, and Watson, like, I don't know. I can't think of a tight end that he's, like, really carried to a real good season. Unless I'm just blanking on it. Um, so, I mean, listen, this team has a real high floor when all those running backs and Chase and Evans and and all them are playing. Um, and yeah, you
1: gotta you gotta warn me next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, I mean, listen, if you're into rooting, I mean, it's like it's it's Rogers and Kyler. I mean, like I think that's the thing. Like, do you even want to root for this team? Like, no one wants to root for these guys. So I think that like if you're into like unlikable pricks, like, great, this is the team for you. But um, uh, he'll, I'm sure that he'll he'll win some games this year. And, and he'll talk about how great it is. But it's, it's not – I wouldn't have fun rooting for this team. Um, but, I mean, listen, those running backs are solid. Chase is the man. Um, ETN. Um, I'm, I'm a little curious about how running back plays out in Jacksonville. But I feel like Evans um, – I'm not sure how he's going to do with Baker, um, Mike Williams. I actually like Williams this year, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's uh, you know, I don't, I don't really want to root for root for this team, so I'm I'm, I'm projecting what all all the reasons that's going to not be good, but there are some good pieces.
0: Yeah, look, I I, I think they've a they, they they do have a decent team as you say, but um, I I think without that sort of 2024 first round draft cap, and and obviously in the situation where they are playing dragons twice and the eternals twice and even bobby dazzler's um slashes twice i think you've got a situation now where one of these big three is is going to be upset and and i'm including andy's eternals in that sort of big three because it is a decent team with with your sort of your henry's and and your and your strong running back room as well and um this team has got as as you said a very high floor a good idp side um, but we saw my sort of experience with it last year with, with Nick and the PP when he came down to sort of look after a team, and that team sort of outscored many teams, but they lost many, many games. So it is sort of uh, sort of projecting injuries again, and it's a bit of the, 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 the luck of the green and, and sort of where where you sort of see your side. Um, there's enough there. It will be competitive. It's expecting this is the window Um because as soon as A-Rod leaves, or, or, or if that sort of doesn't go well, then the window's closing pretty quickly for the side. Another sort of season-ending injury um, for the Tyrants. But, um, look, it's a it's a good side. They need to make it happen. They need to probably do a few more trades. It's not going to win the whole thing, um, but it's going to be up there.
1: Yeah, so just to clarify, like um... – Debo and Kittle are the ones that are missing off of that starting lineup. I got on the right-hand side. And the reason is it's not because I don't think that they uh, have that value. It's because based off of when I ran the projections, I took the uh, history of what they've done so far each year, in each, in each uh, obviously in the San Francisco offense with Shanahan. And uh, they just – they don't have full seasons to show for, right, because they've not been healthy. So I'm not trying – I'm not projecting injuries for them. But at the same time, like, I'm – I'm trying to project out to 16 games when they're not really given 16 games, if that makes sense. So uh, having those two as your depth pieces is nice. Um, but I, I do think – I think Nick's got a good starting roster. I just think that where he's going to get into issues is the depth and if injuries do strike. And like I said, he's got some pieces that there's there's been injuries throughout. Um, and then we all know how I feel about Kyler. And it's not not trying to be mean about it. I just think, hey, if Kyler does not play – He's got Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of warm bodies, and in a super flex league, that's that's tough.
2: Um, We're not supposed to be mean about it. Oh, my bad.
1: <laughs> to clarify, so everybody knows, because I know it's woke nation out here nowadays. Like Nick and I are really good friends. We text. <laughs> like every, every, we text like every other day. Uh, he drinks like a girl, but he's he's a good buddy of mine. So we give shit to each other, but it's uh, it's all good fun. So.
2: One one thing I'm, I'm I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are on this. Just I, I see this pop up sometimes. So do you think that having McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle all as, as big pieces, like all in the 49ers offense, do you worry about that capping the, the upside of a team on yep. a weekly basis?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I th- I think I think in some instances it works, but I think that far diversified with sort of a tight end wide receiver running back. Um I tend to see sort of Debo and CMC and clashing more than sort of Kittle. Um, but I think Kittle's sort of his own, like, unique beast. He sort of, he'll have big, big weekends and then go quiet for two, three weekends, here yeah, and have big breakout weekends. I think Kittle sort of floor's a lot lower than the other two. Um, but, yeah, I, I, th- that is something that, as you say, it, um, look, obviously the you want to play these guys the weekend that the 49 is on a bye. Um, but, but but the reality is um, having that many players from one offense, even if it is a serviceable offense, um, yeah that's sort of uh, cap the sort of ceiling really um, in terms of points per, per player really.
1: I know, I know Matt, I know you play in the, uh, the DFS as well. so I know you under- you've read and you've seen all the studies about how it is to link up the quarterback and wide receiver and like how that when they hit like it hit it's double points and everything but yeah I agree quarterback, running back, wide receiver – or not, he didn't the quarterback, sorry, running back, wide receiver tied in that he's got like this. Like, it's – there's going to be weeks where it may be beneficial, but there's going to be weeks where one or two may do something and the other one's not. And he's going to most likely have all three of them in starting lineup every week. So –
2: yeah, I mean, it, just, it really just takes away the upside of all from scoring touchdowns, yeah. and that, that's really the bread and butter yeah. in it. So, yeah. like, how, how many weeks are all three of them or two of the three of them going to be the ones who get this, the touchdowns for the 49ers, especially with, you know, uh, depending on, like, what happens to quarterback and everything. So,
1: Yeah, this is, this is an instance where I think that correlation is going to be negative, you yeah. know, vice positive. So. All right, the last one we had is Tom and Melosis. They had him ranked as number one. I had him ranked as number two. Uh, Tom's got a damn sexy roster. And it looks like he has sold his soul to get it because he has no no first, no second next year, and no first and fifth. But, I mean, uh, so you said Patrick Mahomes as quarterback five was bold. It's because I got people like – I got Lamar, man. I'm high on Lamar this year uh, with that offense, with what they're bringing in with that offensive coordinator from Georgia, like uh, Lamar, Aaron Jones, Tyreek, Hawk, like that's sexy. Uh, Tua, we – Everybody knows I'm a Tua fan. Uh, this is obviously like not projecting injuries. Tua stays healthy. What he was able to show, what he did last year, what he stayed healthy. Ramondre, even though I think that New England has shown their cards that they are going to bring in another running back, so I think that's going to hurt Ramondre. Um, AJ Brown is his number two wide receiver. Like that's ridiculous. Amon Ross, A. Brown is number three. Alave is number four. Like this is this is this starting lineup. Like I did, there's no holes in it. It's Sexy. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, go
0: ahead,
2: Matt. Um, yeah, no, I mean this this is a damn good starting lineup. Um, I don't I don't want to poke holes in your system live, uh, uh, Sam, but for, um, for, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm curious why um, Lamar doesn't get that same injury treatment as some of the the ones we were looking at uh, previously. Considering his last two years, he's he's only played twelve games. Well, How about that projection comes out so high.
0: Well, arguably, to as well, but they—they um, they are satisfied.
2: <laughs> I—I
1: will tell you that uh, I do believe my rankings are a little biased in quarterbacks. I think I, I, there's something off in my formula where it ranks quarterbacks higher than everybody else. So I think that uh, the median is it's above that right now. But um, I do feel like Lamar with the new system they want to bring in with. Which is making him pass more, um, the addition of Odell and Zay Flowers, um, all that stuff went in. It wasn't just like the injuries; it was what he was able to do uh, with the time that he had, and then, then the system he. I'm projecting him; he's going to be in. Um, I just I think Lamar's going to have a
2: listen. Bang right ain't nothing wrong with biased rankings. I'm all of it. <laughs> now. You just got. I, try, own
1: I it. tried to take all the bias out. You, I really you just did. Got to
2: own it. No, no, don't take the bias out. Don't take the bias out. Lean into the bias because that's that's what we're here for. That's how you get the, the clicks and the likes. But yeah. um, I think that – yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I like Tua a lot. I think that um, the starting lineup is solid. Um, I think that – yeah, I mean, Hawkinson, Hill, Aaron Jones. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's he's set up to be right there um, at the end. I think that his, his running back situation, it feels a little more um, – ceiling than floor um i think that uh you know aaron jones he has his boom weeks Ramondre stevenson um he looks to be in good shape but you know patriots running backs um he has both aaron jones and dylan which i feel like again just kind of like catch the upside although it is a handcuff situation but you know i feel like it's it's better to have shots at, at owning as many backfields as you can um i don't know i don't know about the depth of running back unless i'm missing some oh damian pierce right yeah i'm 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 Lower on him than I should be, but um, I, I feel like the you know I think that there's some good ceiling plays there, but I think that's some of that's a little sketchier than some of the the teams we were just looking at before this. Um, but no, I mean like ceiling wise, like if you look at um, Sun God, Olave, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. A-
0: yeah, no, I think um, I tend to sort of agree with Matt. You there?
1: Yeah, I can hear. I think I think Matt uh, is working on some stuff.
0: No, Dory. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I tend to agree. I did a little quick look um, at the sort of fixture, fixture schedule in the DD. Um, and I see that uh, the Mighty Melosas are up against next uh, um, Tyrants in week nine. Um, and week nine, weirdly, we've obviously just spoken about it, but that is the week that the San Francisco 49ers are on a bye. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I just sort of um, looking into it, um, I, th- I think um, I think Tom's Melosis are, are going to be uh, flying high. Uh, they're also in one of the, the easier chapters there in the DD, by playing the Mayhem and the Muskies twice in a year. Uh, Obviously, uh, Rob's degenerates uh, are finally sort of on the, on on the mend and on sort of the rebuild uh, positive trajectory. But um, you've got six relatively straightforward matchups uh, for Tom, and then it is a case of sort of on the weekend. This team should fly into the playoffs, um, arguably with with the best record uh, in the regular season, I think. Um, so should lock up a, a, a sort of first week buy. Um, but it is, as you said, we, we're looking through the team. Um, assuming Lamar stays fit and tour, you've got elite. You've got Pickett there as, as very solid QB three in that in that in one of those three. Uh, running back, as you said, maybe a little <laughs> shallow, and um, but those wide receivers are home run hitters: Tyreek, AJ Brown, um, Chris Olave, um, amon Ransom Brown. It, it, it's a good roster, and and this team could could really push. I think the Dragons uh when we get to to, to the playoffs I, I think this i think this team redraft wise is um is up there and i think defensively as well uh with the players like sort of your nick bolton's um even your channel noises at, at defensive end assuming chase young comes back i think there's enough here and uh, the molossus and the dragons to me are are the favorite for 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 sort of the title game
2: can you hear me again yeah back in all right i have dropped some like real good insight earlier but it's that's behind a paywall so y'all have to, to, <laughs> y'all have to my, my rankings for that um but yeah no i mean I, I think that something something funky happened with um i think the dynasty rankings that they did because i don't see how this can be the number one dynasty team with no picks um and and some of the other like uh, older running backs and situations that they have here but no, I mean it's it's a damn good team. It's 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 another one of the ones that's going to be there towards the end if everyone stays healthy. Um, I think that um, I'm curious what moves there are to make with no picks if things do start going south with some of those running backs. Um, I think that he has the wide receiver depth to probably make some moves there. But no, I mean it's 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 a good team. So I uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how everything plays out with these guys.
1: Yeah, I know Tom was interested in hearing like uh, so. So everybody knows we're just consumers of what the Rate My League guys go. And then, you know, Nate and I, we get on here to try to talk about the league, you know, semantics and what we know about the league uh, and how we feel about the rankings. So they had they had Tom as Dynasty 3 out of all 48 teams in the, in the main league, or sorry, out of all 24 teams in the main league, and Dynasty 1 in the DD. Um, but then when they ranked everybody up, they had Tom at number 5 with Nick at 4 and John at 3. And he was curious as you know what the disparity was and why that was going on. So I dug into their. I mean, this is just me like uh guessing, right? Because I, I dug into the when you do the rate my league guys, they give you a PDF, and then you know Matt obviously paid for the podcast. But I was looking at what uh what else they had that was different, and they had Tom as uh, his his bench redraft value uh was lower than Nick's and John's, which I kind of, I think we've kind of seen that. And like outside his top five wide receivers, there's like. You know, you're relying on guys like Hunter Renfro, um, you know, Tyler Boyd, which I, I mean, I, I think there's a good target distribution at Cincinnati. But, you know, Damian Pierce, which I'm not I'm, – I'm higher on than uh, more people – than most people. But then his redraft value, his bench redraft value is lower. His IDP value is lower than Nick's and John's. So I think that's kind of what got those two the nod over him in the total ranking because they had John's bench redraft value um, – like thirty points higher, and his IDP value, which we when we looked at it, was the second in the league, and um, I think that's what kind of helped make me make my uh, my observation that he was going to be the top team in DD. Yeah, I think
0: you
1: agree. All right, so uh, that is how we they ranked twelve to one, and that's kind of how we've gone through each one. I got a, uh, a couple more slides we're going to go through. This is uh, what. The rate my league guys did, and what my rankings had for both TT and DD, so just all out in one, you can see where they had it. You could see in DD, I had the bottom three being the same. Uh, I had Brad lower. I had the silver ball. I mean, the degenerate's a little higher, and it kind of shuffled up from there. With John being the top guy, Tom being second, Nick being third. Uh, I wish I could have ranked Nick lower just because of my own personal bias against Be the More name.
2: biased.
1: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That was that, and then I thought the. You guys see anything, you know, crazy with any of this stuff or any overall thoughts before I move on to the next slide?
2: Big skin's too low, and honestly, <laughs> if we're being honest, I think that Derek's ranked a little bit too high here. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a pretty spot on. I think yeah, it'll be. I think Bob's team is 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 better than seventh, but at the same time, because he's in death row, I think he's going to be there and there about maybe a sort of best of the rest sort of candidate. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think Ian, Ian and, uh, and, um, and Andy, it's going to be interesting because both of those teams could well see themselves in the top, top two, um, if they just make the right moves and, and sort of add in the right places.
1: So this is what I'm excited about. Uh, it's been at least a year, I think maybe two since we really had a, a race for pink, but we are going to have a race for pink this year. It's going to be the Silver Ballers, the Pigskins, the Muskies, the Red Knights, even though I know Stuy's going do everything he can not to get there, and then the Oysters. Those are the top or the bottom five teams out of all the 24 teams. I just wanted to put, like, the best starting lineups I could all together and have you guys look at them. Um, so there's no secret Matt is doing what he can to collapse for Caleb because, like we already talked about in this episode, Derek is uh, – there's an insulated value with Derek being as shitty as he is right now, because you can you can go for that that number one pick without having to worry about being pink. But uh, Matt, buddy, I think you're uh, you're you're in dangerous in danger. water.
2: <laughs> I I I'm okay. If it happens, it happens. Um, I I mean. It's a, fortunately, there's like no funny names to make, be made out of pigskins. Oh, there's so, tons. I
1: mean, there's tons. There's
2: literally nothing you can do that's funny about pigskins. So, um, but no, I mean, listen, foreskin, me. no,
1: no, foreskin's not good.
2: Oh, that's, that's, that's just gross. <laughs> <do> that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that listen, was off listen. the
1: top of my head. Like, you gave yeah, no, I mean, listen. other people like Tom, they're going to come up with something.
2: I know, I know. Well, I think that was the obvious one, but I think that, um, you know, I, I I put them next to each other. I'm looking down this this list, and, and I like what's on the pigskin side versus the silver baller side, and uh, quite a lot of these spots. So, I think what um, what he has going is that TT is just better than DD and that I think that it's going to be harder for me to pull out some wins than for him to win against some of the other shitty, shitty teams in DD. Um, so listen, if, if I end up pink because TT is just a, a better conference, there are bigger problems in life.
1: I think, uh, man, I, I should have verified before the show, but I think I remember it was it's week five is when the silver ballers face the Muskies and that's the, whatever week it is, That's the week you got to watch because if the silver ballers fall to the muskies, it's done. It's an 0 and 12 season, like, wrap it, it's it's over. Like, so I will be honest when I look at this, I see Trevor Lawrence and Justin Jefferson just stand out. They're gonna get you enough points, in my opinion, to still be above. This is how I have them ranked, in my opinion. Yeah, the silver ballers can be dead last 24th out of 24th, pigskins 23rd, muskies 22nd. Uh, red Knights, 21st, and then Oysters, 20th.
2: You got to add the draft capital cut row here just so I feel a little better. All this red is so <laughs> oh. your,
1: your draft capital is, like, ridiculous. Yeah,
0: through
1: the roof. Yeah. All right, Nate, you got anything to add to the slide or –
0: yeah, not quite. I, th- I think I think I think your your quarterback room, Matt, is what's going to keep you away from that pink. I think, I think just with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Jefferson, Russell Wilson, um that should be enough. And and with those pieces, even on the defensive side of things, Nick Bosa, Shaq Thompson, Darius Smith. Uh, I think he's trying uh, to
1: sell them all for force right now. So.
0: Yeah, well, it's probably the right thing to do. The thing is, yeah, it, it, it's always going to be close. But I think, I, I think, as as you said, Sam, that week five Muskie's uh, Super Suckers uh, silver ballers game is going to be uh, very interesting because as soon as uh, as soon as Derek locks up uh, that pink, I think uh, the pink skins are gonna are gonna climb into that uh, selling off everything they have. Uh, to give more draft cap,
2: but no, I think uh, I'm pretty sure I've climbed into that already. Already, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, it's going to be I went,
0: a good. Rest. I wouldn't
1: verify this week eight. This week eight is when the week eight the matchup's going to happen. But this is going to be fun, man. This is uh, it's been a, at least a year, like I said, that we had a, a good race for Pink. I think uh, it's going to provide good content for Tom to be able to to put some gifts and some uh, some uh, just analysis on what's going on with the last, very last team. So um, it's always fun. But that's it, man. That's the show. Um, that's the pigskin positional rankings. That is, uh, we went through every conference, the RR, D, D P, or RR, TT and DD in that order. Um, I appreciate all the folks that have been tuning in and uh, been commenting in the comment section. We appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate Matt, you being here with me and Nate. Nate, I always appreciate
0: you. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks, guys. Is, um
2: yeah thanks matt thanks for having me
1: yeah buddy and uh appreciate everybody and we'll see you guys later